New video, let's do this. George Anthony DeVolder Santos. Oh, how he continues to surprise us by doing exactly what everyone would have assumed he was doing, even during his time as an elected official representing New York's 3rd Congressional District. I don't know. There's a few elements here that are genuine surprises. Yeah, he was... For example, uh, I thought this man was gay. Well, you know, maybe he's uh, bisexual and that's... I guess so. Totally fine, too. Just a surprise. Uh, but yes, he's been doing things like lying, cheating, stealing, and doing it in a way that only George Santos could. This latest scandal, which comes by way of a bombshell House Ethics Committee report, might be one of his last scandals, at least as an active member of Congress, because in the wake of this latest news, the congressman has announced that he will no longer seek re-election, bringing to an end one of the dumbest, yet most entertaining tenures in recent memory. This is bullshit. George, man up. We need you to stay in this fight. Yes, we need the court jester. Because like you said, George, they're not after you. They're after us. You're, the you're only just one. in the way. You're standing in and the way. And now you're getting out of the way. What about me, George? <sighs> so Mr. Santos has seen his fair share of scandals during his relatively short time in Congress, even posting a meme recently where he is wearing a crown with the phrase, if you've come for the king, you best not miss, <laughs> after surviving a vote to expel him from his position while he faces over 20 criminal charges, many of them felonies, which include wire fraud, identity theft, money laundering, and conspiracy against the United States of America, among others. Is That, la that last one sounds pretty not good. Yeah. Sounds like a serious... Uh, Okay. Don't, if you're gonna come from the, for the king, though, you best not miss. Well, if you they, they wait, if you, if you wait a little bit longer, they're not gonna miss. If you try to conspire against the United States of America, you best not miss. Th yeah. that, that's also true. Anyway, this is all on top of a, a mountain of other acts of malfeasance, which range in severity. Some crimes, some just awkward lies, all working together to paint one of the most fascinating and unintentionally hilarious portraits of a blatantly corrupt public figure we've ever seen. But with the history of the lies, the criminal acts, and potential future convictions, what could have possibly convinced this man to finally throw in the towel and announce that he'll no longer seek re-election? Well, must be pretty scandalous. That would be the publication of a George Santos vulnerability report. Devulnerability report. There you go. Uh, there you from, go. Yeah. From the House, House Ethics Committee, which accuses Mr. Santos of, among many other things, using campaign cash to live a lavish, hedonistic lifestyle with purchases of high-end clothing, Botox injections, and OnlyFans subscriptions. Why is he getting Botox? He has a very, uh, not to be rude, but he has a, a chubby, uh, he doesn't need Botox. He has a, a fairly young-ish face yeah. for his age. He's in his 20s, and he I, just, there's... As I alluded to, gosh, it's hard to keep track because we do cover him frequently because he's always getting into trouble. Uh, I believe two or three weeks ago when I noticed that him, Lauren Boebert, and Matt Gates were all sitting next to each other and they all had the same Botox eyebrows. Mm -hmm. So I think that even if he didn't, you know, necessarily think that he needed it, he was probably convinced by them to get it so that they would get discounts on theirs. Well, this is all shocking news, as you can tell by the expression, <laughs> the expression. on my face. Uh, also, if you go into the documents, it, it talks about how much he paid for the Botox. And someone's getting rich off of these people because at least out here, from what I've seen on signs on the sidewalk, it should not be anywhere close to the price. Well, this paying. could just be another thing where it's like it, it's going down in the ledger as Botox, sure. but it's something else. Uh -huh. 
But yeah, according to the report, Mr. Santos was using taxpayer dollars to fund an addiction to amateur pornography. Straight pornography. In what appears to be one of the coolest examples of misappropriating campaign finances that we can think of. Honestly, gotta give him a little bit of credit here. He paid it forward and has supported independent artists I, I and performers. I haven't seen confirmation on the, the straight pornography, but uh, it was a a great uh, advertising opportunity for a lot of OnlyFans performers on Twitter being like, he was subscribed to me. And I saw his dick. I yeah. rated his dick. Yeah. And there was another that okay. posted that he had sent uh, like $300,000 worth of private messages, which I guess cost money because it had a tally on the uh, breakdown. He's of a pay pig. Yeah, it was like monthly subscription, 30-something dollars, and it was like charges for direct messaging, $300,000. That's insane. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, it's it's got to be doctored. Yeah, um, there's no way. But yes, it was a good opportunity. I, I couldn't validate yeah, uh, I these claims. He so could have just been looking at gay porn. I don't know. Yeah, but it was funny being like, this guy was subscribed to me, and he asked me to rate his penis, was one of the yeah. claims going around. But yeah, bravo. Supporting independent artists. At a time when uh, politicians in this country, specifically from the Republican Party, are really trying to crack down on OnlyFans performers, it's good to see that they have a fan. Yes. They, they have a, a supporter in Congress. They and, got a mole. And now he's trying to leave? Yeah, I know. It's not, it's not great. Well, with more on what was inside this House ethics report into George Anthony DeVolder Santos, here is Time Magazine. The House Ethics Committee on Thursday said it found substantial evidence that Republican Representative George Santos of New York stole money from his campaign and used his connections to high-value donors to enrich himself. In an explosive 56-page ethics report released after a nearly nine-month-long investigation, House investigators painted a picture of a sitting lawmaker who used his campaign for personal gain, alleging that Santos spent campaign funds on Botox treatments, designer goods, and lavish trips with his husband. Representative Santos sought to fraudulently exploit every aspect of his House candidacy for his own personal financial profit, the report stated. He blatantly stole from his campaign. He deceived donors into providing what they thought were contributions to his campaign, but were in fact payments for his personal benefit. I mean, they were giving money to George Santos. Yeah. Come on. That's yeah, on this you. This isn't like uh, he's misappropriating funds that were allocated to him while serving. No, it was just that uh, your your uh, average American in his district and other wealthy donors were sending him money to win, and he was like, "Well, it's a lot of money. Yeah. I don't really need all this money to win. I, I can do a little fun stuff on the side." Well, why shouldn't I? Yeah. The bipartisan House Ethics Committee voted unanimously to refer its findings to the Department of Justice, asserting that Santos's conduct warrants public condemnation and is beneath the dignity of the office. While the committee refrained from recommending specific punitive measures, the report could pave the way for a third attempt to expel Santos from office, a move that, if successful, would make him just the sixth House member to be expelled in U.S. history. The House investigators compiled over 170,000 pages of documents and testimony from dozens of witnesses, including financial statements, to support their conclusion. Here are some of the biggest findings from the report. The report listed several examples of how Santos used campaign funds for personal purposes while on the campaign trail, including at least two purchases of $1,400 and $1,500 on his campaign debit card that were noted as Botox in expense spreadsheets. It also detailed the use of more than $2,000 in campaign funds at a resort in Atlantic City, more than $3,000 <laughs> on an Airbnb while he was vacationing in the Hamptons, and travel and hotel charges in Las Vegas that corresponded to the time when he told staff members he was on his honeymoon. 
His questionable campaign spending also included $6,000 worth of luxury goods at Ferragamo stores, $1,000 in ATM withdrawals, $800 at a casino, and money to pay his rent. This guy's living lavish. Yeah. Uh, across the country, too. Yeah. Not even in his own district. Well, he knew that his time was limited. And again, I think that he probably didn't assume he'd win. Yeah, but, then, like, but then he did. And he's it. like, well, I can disappear it's only a matter of time before this just comes crashing down. Might as well keep the good times rolling. Let's keep it, keep the good times rolling. <laughs> the report also uh, de details how Santos allegedly deceived campaign donors into sending money to an entity called Redstone Strategies, a Florida company that the House panel alleged he used to dupe donors into financing his lifestyle. Investigators uncovered that Santos funneled at least $200,000 to his personal bank account from Redstone through a series of transactions in 2022. Some of these funds, according to the report, were allegedly utilized to settle personal credit card debts and indulge in luxury purchases at establishments such as Hermes, Sephora, and OnlyFans, the website known for its adult content. I mean, obviously highly unethical. Yeah. But, like, sounds like he had a great time. He had a great time, and the people getting grifted, um, well... They learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. Can, money can't buy a lesson that valuable. You shouldn't have given this man your money. That's on you. Mm -hmm. I there were I honestly, <laughs> aside from the crimes he committed, there's yeah. no crime here. <laughs> this is victimless. <laughs> I guess. And yeah, sure, we can all laugh at the idea of George Santos cranking his hog, but this is corruption on a level that few would attempt, especially when holding public office. Few are brave enough to yeah. attempt. Yeah. Few have the moxie. To just be this corrupt. But they, yeah, I mean, there has clearly been a history of corruption in government. Uh, Bob Menendez is currently under investigation on the other side of the aisle. And that's just the most recent. There are many such uh, examples. Yeah, no, it's it's a thing that happens a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the way in which George Santos hit the ground running during his campaign and after getting elected while being so brazen about it, without a shred of thought going into the consequences or the idea that he would ever be caught... That is quite abnormal mm -hmm. and kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, I keep going back when I was uh, looking into all this. I had a tab open with that photo that's overexposed with him with the sunglasses on. And oh, it's that like, one. Say what you want. That that photo goes hard. I thought you were. I thought you were going to talk about the the cover page of the vulnerability vulnerability report, yeah. which is uh, it's just like a shitty Xerox picture. It was like George Sanders being like, "What? Me worried?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying as far as cool crimes would yeah. be considered, the, the photo of him surrounded by paparazzi with his sunglasses on because the coverage is too bright. Yeah. Uh, is, it, it's, this it goes man, hard. This man is a gay icon. Yeah. Uh, and long after he is out of office and in prison for, for many years, yeah. that, that legend will live on. Yeah, I, I've seen, I mean, we, and I know you specifically, at least last month, said this phrase or a variation of it, but I did see it uh, take off a little bit more today because of these accusations. It was like, he took be gay, do crimes to a whole <laughs> yeah, new level. He did. <laughs> he did. He took it literally and he was quite successful at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you have to give him credit for that. Sure. But back to the, the report. 
The House committee also alleges that Santos reported hundreds of thousands of dollars in fictitious loans to his campaign and then repaid himself with real money. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Representative Santos was frequently in debt, had an abysmal credit score, and relied on an ever-growing wallet of high-interest credit cards to fund his luxury spending habits, the report said, adding that at least one staffer went eight months without being paid for their work while he's fucking jet-setting around. Sorry, um... Oh, you haven't been paid? Oh, I, I, I gotta call the bank again. I'm sure it's coming through. Anyway, um, I'm gonna go back up to my suite, the presidential suite, by the way, and sort this out for you. We're gonna get that money to you ASAP. Now, if you could do me a favor and drive down to Atlantic City and uh, grab my laundry, I would really appreciate it. Actually, how about we do it this way? Do you have a crypto wallet? Okay, <laughs> go set one up, and then click on this link here. And, and then that, he, that then will he get drains the staffer's wallet. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Oh, we're going to have to look into that. I'm going to need you to find me a couple of sad-looking dogs because I, I've got some work to do over here in New Jersey. Uh, he occasionally deposited large amounts of cash that he has never accounted for, moved money between his various bank accounts in a highly suspicious manner. All right, that's subjective. <laughs> and made over $240,000 cash withdrawals for unknown purposes. What? Clearly, he was spending that money on, uh, you know, living that life. Yeah, and probably... You're uh, making a, 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 a molehill out of a, a mountain out of... A molehill out of a mountain? Yeah, 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 sure. Sure. Mo mountain out of a molehill out of an anthill. Uh, some of that money, depending on the timing, could have been ta withdrawn to pay his <laughs> bail because uh, of the indictment a couple months back. So, who knows? But Santos issued a statement via tweet on Thursday after this report was published, saying in part... If there was a single ounce of ethics in the ethics committee, they would have not released this biased report. The committee went to extraordinary lengths to smear myself and my legal team about me not being forthcoming. My legal bills suggest otherwise. It is a disgusting, politicized smear that shows the depths of how low our federal government has sunk. Everyone who participated in this grave miscarriage of justice should be ashamed of themselves. I will remain steadfast in fighting for my rights and for defending my name in the face of adversity. I am humbled yet again and reminded that I am human and I have flaws, but I will not stand by as I am stoned by those who have flaws themselves. But he then went on to say that he would not be seeking re-election after he's finished his term. Too much adversity uh, he's mixed, faced. Mixed messages here. Yeah. And yeah, that's if he even makes it that long without getting kicked out. He yeah. added... I will continue on my mission to serve my constituents up until I am allowed. I will, however, not be seeking re-election for a second term in 2024, as my family deserves better than to be under the gun from the press all the time. Public service life was never a goal or a dream. <laughs> <laughs> he admitted. This wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> Public service life was never a goal or a dream, but I stepped up to the occasion when I felt my country needed it most, when I accidentally won the election. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> this was a grift. I wasn't supposed to win. I will 100% continue to maintain my commitment to my conservative values in my remaining time in Congress. Whew. All right. Well, so just going to state the obvious here. He's probably going to be removed from his position anyway. And his statement about not seeking a second term is it's being used in a way that he assumes will allow him to quietly finish out his term with less scrutiny. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen, George. Yeah. What? He said he's, he's look, he said he's not going to seek a second term, so we're all done here, right? So, yeah. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> 
if he doesn't see consequences for his actions, he would he would absolutely run again. Yeah, if he if right now everyone stopped looking into him yeah. or trying to get him kicked out of Congress, right? If all that stopped right now because they were like, well, he said he's not, he said he's not going to run for a second term. So the punishment that we would have given is already being served, and nothing happened for the next year. He would absolutely yeah. run again. No, this is a great grift he's landed on. He would have stuck with it, if not for uh, all of the evidence immediately found of all of his crimes. Elect me once, shame on me. Yeah. Elect me twice, shame on you. It would have been fun to see him run again, too. Yeah. Because the, the, the district he's in is, is pretty conservative. It's like Long Island. Yeah. A lot of, uh, you know, those types. <laughs> and they would have Wasps. had this, I, I, he actually he would have gotten primaried. Yeah, it would have been funnier if he was in a general election and the yeah. people had to choose between George Santos and a Democrat. <sighs> tough choice, tough choice. Mm. But that wasn't the only drama that came out of our incredible public servants this week. Because during a congressional hearing this past Tuesday, <sighs> one lawmaker from Oklahoma, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, that is Mark Wayne, all one word, mm-hmm, decided to puff his chest out and challenge the head of the Teamsters to a physical fight, resulting in chuckles from the Teamster president, others in attendance, and a stern verbal lashing from Senator Bernie this Sanders. This shit was so fucking embarrassing. Who was, uh, yeah, chairman of the meeting. And we're just gonna show you the clip because there's nothing we can add to it that would make it more ridiculous than it already is. Now, let's talk about Mr. O'Brien himself, his behavior. As everybody knows in this hearing, the last time, <laughs> him and I kind of had a back and forth. But after you left here, you got pretty excited about the keyboard. In fact, you, Tweeted at me one, two, three, four, five times. And let me read what the last one said. Um, it said, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. No, oh, stop it. Is that your Sorry. solution every problem? <laughs> no, no, sit down. No, you're a clown. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Tim. it. Hold it. Yeah, and this is like, I don't know, the second or third time these guys have uh, been in the same chamber talking shit to each other. Yeah. Um, uh, it's Sean O'Brien, He there's a reason he was elected to his his post as the head of the Teamsters Union. He's pretty fucking good at this. this and uh, Mark Wayne is literally, he's just like, he's one of those guys started like his own fucking air conditioning business or he something. He didn't start it, he inherited well, it from his dad. But like, yeah, he's just like, yeah. Like all of his stories about like, his interactions with unions are just clearly fucking made up. Yeah. Like they just don't make sense. He's like, yeah, they were saying, like, uh, you know, we get a five-hour lunch, like, things of that nature. Yeah. But, yeah, he's a, he's a real, what are you doing? You are a senator. You're hey, a senator! You know, they say never trust a man with two first names, and uh, this guy's got two first names in one first name. Yeah, it's, that's dead giveaway. Mm-hmm. So the Associated Press adds that uh, the two men never came face-to-face in the hearing room, but they hurled insults at each other for around six minutes as Sanders repeatedly banged his gavel and tried to cut them off. 
Sanders, a longtime union ally, pleaded with them to focus on the economic issues that were the focus of the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee hearing, which Sanders was holding to review how unions help working families. Mullen, a frequent critic of union leadership, has sparred before with the union head. Earlier this year, O'Brien posted repeatedly about Mullen on X, formerly known as Twitter, calling him a moron and full of shit <laughs> after Mullen criticized O'Brien at a hearing for what Mullen said were intimidation tactics. But the tweet that appeared to really send Senator Mullen over the edge might have been this one in particular, where O'Brien talks shit about the senator while also making fun of his height, as the senator was pictured standing on a box in order to appear taller at a podium. <laughs> Circle. Yeah, more <laughs> gender-affirming care from the party of short kings. Yeah. Huh, the, the, the tweet itself read, Greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. In reality, just a clown and fraud. Always has been, always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Hashtag little man syndrome. <laughs> uh, yeah, not, ex not exactly sure that picking a fight with the head of a union is the best idea for a politician, especially when members of that union were sitting directly behind him during the panel. But hey, go off, queen. And, and very uh, unfazed. And also... They're just like, yeah, what are you going to do, bro? Yeah. This is all performative. Yeah. He, he like, Sean O'Brien is clearly, he's not taking this personally. He's just throwing shit. He loves it. Yeah, he's having a good time. Mark yeah. Wayne Mullen is like genuinely like upset yes, by these he is, interactions. As they say, red-assed about all this. Yeah. Uh, he went on Hannity afterwards, and him and Hannity were just talking about how cool it is to physically fight people over even the minor, the most minor discrepancies. It's uh, so Hannity stupid. was like, back in my day, you know, in high school, we were playing sports, hockey, and all that. You throw your gloves down, you get into fisticuffs, and it's like, yeah, dude, you were a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Are you really proposing that a United States senator has a fist fight with the, the head of one of the nation's largest unions? Now, look. <laughs> In some cases, deep down inside, I do think it would be cool if they had to throw gloves off and fight each other. Uh, but as far as like governing a country and uh, seeming like a rational adult that you would assume children would look up to or anything yeah. like that is a, it's, it's, that's a bad example, I would say. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. As for the reaction among his fellow lawmakers, after the hearing, uh, Sanders called the exchange absurd. We were there to be talking about and did talk about the crisis facing working families in this country, the growing gap between the very rich and everybody else, and the role that unions are playing in improving the standards of living of the American people, Sanders said. We're not there to talk about cage fighting. Uh, did you see he then, Mark Wayne then, uh, tweeted a picture of him, uh, with a table full of guns? Like, a after this interaction, he's, he started talking shit again on Twitter. Like, a picture of him with his, like, fucking arsenal. That's exactly like, what Tom Come does. at me, bro. That's a, such a bully tactic, too, just like... Well, it's uh, like, okay, hold on, wait, I thought... I thought you said you'd beat I, his ass. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were challenging him to a fight, but now it's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You want to do a duel? And then people just kept responding to that with stills of Mark Wayne Mullen on January 6th. Like, Hiding, cowering, yeah. looking terrified. Yep. So it's, it's not going well for him. It's very odd that like after decades of like the public being aware of very particular bullying tactics that a lot of these uh, Republicans still keep using them 
when it's like, oh, that guy's clearly just talking out of his ass. Yeah. Like, he's blowing smoke. He's doing chest but puffing. But it, it works on a lot of the, you know, their core audience. Like, oh, he's got he's got the bigger guns, so he's he's the winner. I just think it's <laughs> odd that you would post something like that directed at the Teamsters, and uh, it just seems like something that uh, yeah, a rational it, person would not do. It seems like a fucking threat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's ridiculous. But that wasn't all from this weird week on Capitol Hill because around the same time a sitting senator was trying to physically fight a union head, another GOP lawmaker was hurling accusations that former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy intentionally elbowed him right in the kidneys. What is going on? Here's more on that alleged incident from ABC News. Tennessee Representative Tim Burchett, one of the eight Republicans who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy from the speakership last month, claimed to ABC News that McCarthy elbowed him in the back after he housed a GOP meeting on Tuesday morning. He just elbowed me in the kidneys. It was deliberate. It was a cheap shot, he said. McCarthy denied this, according to an NPR reporter who said she witnessed part of the altercation and published the audio of what she saw. He later told ABC News senior congressional correspondent Rachel Scott, I would not hit him in the kidney. I guess our shoulders hit because Burchett runs up to me afterwards. I, I did not know what he was talking about. If I would hit somebody, they would know I hit them, he said, because I'm a real tough guy. Hey, you want to you wanna fight about it? Again, I don't think it's the best use of time for uh, representatives of government to be fighting each other, but in the sense of pure entertainment, I believe we've just set up a couple undercards for the inevitable guaranteed Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg cage match. Sure. More fights that are never going to happen. Yep. So yeah, plenty of examples of the amazing ability to properly govern coming out of the Republican Party over just the past few weeks. And we certainly can't wait to see where it goes from here. Going down. But uh, for now, let's take a quick break to tell you about today's sponsors before getting into the second half of the show, starting with Uncommon Goods. If you want to hear, where'd you get that this holiday season? Well, Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. And a few of the cool, coolest gifts that I found on their site include their National Park candles, create your own video game set, which what? is also like a handheld player. Oh. Uh, the tabletop cornhole. Okay. He's gonna be too cold outside to play yeah. regular cor cornhole in I a lot need of places. I need my cornhole. And uh, of course, for the end of the day when you want to wind down, some calming shower steamers. When you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. These fine products are often made in small batches, so shop now before they sell out this holiday season. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. Not the same lackluster gifts that you could find just anywhere. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash newsdump. That is uncommongoods.com slash newsdump for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods. We're all out of the ordinary. This episode is also sponsored by Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, your utility bills and favorite streaming services, inflation is everywhere. Seriously, make it stop. 
Thankfully, there's one company out there that's giving you a much needed break. It's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. For people looking for extra savings this year, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. By going online only and eliminating the traditional costs of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. I've tried the service, I've popped in their SIM, it works exactly like my current carrier, and uh, it's great. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com newsdump. That's mintmobile.com newsdump. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash news dump. All right, back into the news now. And we do have some AI updates for you because a bunch of dudes have been ghosted by their AI girlfriend. Forever alone. According to reporting from 404 Media, this AI girlfriend, Karen AI, <laughs> has gone silent because the CEO of the company that developed her is currently in jail for arson. Oh. Yeah. Oops. What? Well, here's more from 404. People who paid to speak to an AI girlfriend modeled after real-life 23-year-old influencer Karen Marjorie are distraught because the service they paid for, Forever Companions, no longer works. It appears that the service stopped working shortly after Forever Companions CEO and founder John Mayer <laughs> was arrested for trying to set his own apartment on fire. Yeah, that'll do it. 404 Media tested Karen AI uh, today as well as other AI bots and confirmed the service is not working. Quote, I terminated my relationship with Forever Voices due to unforeseen circumstances, Marjorie told 404 in <laughs> yeah, yeah, an email. Yeah, I'd say unforeseen, yeah. I wish the best for John Mayer and his family as he recovers from this mental health crisis. We didn't see this coming, but I vow to push Karen AI forward for my fans and supporters. On October 30th, Marjorie also announced that she's making a similar AI companion, Karen AI 2.0, with another company called Banter AI. Oh, do they make a product where you can just banter about cheeky Nandos with the lads? Yes, you have I, to I would I would buy that. Available product. in all Tesla Bant mobiles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, continues. On social media for the last few weeks, the official Forever Voices Twitter account has been posting bizarre videos and statements about the CIA, Donald Trump, and the FBI. According to Austin NBC affiliate KXAN, Meyer was arrested on October 22nd for trying to set fire to the building where he lived causing an estimated $360,000 in damages. In addition to those arson charges, 404 Media obtained an affidavit for an arrest warrant for charges of terroristic threats against the headquarters of a company called Cloud Kitchens, which provides software to restaurants. The affidavit states, on October 14th, 2023 at 9.06 p.m., John Heinrich Meyer posted on Twitter, at Travis, get ready for me to literally blow up Cloud Kitchens. <laughs> The post was posted under the Twitter handle for John H. Meyer. He admitted. Yeah. Um, Say what you will about his arson career. The man makes a hell of an AI girlfriend. One so important to people's lives that they are suffering right now. Yeah. As she has gone offline. He's, he's, he's a free thinker. And that's why he was able to make such a good AI girlfriend. What if this Karen 2.0, though, uh, from Banter AI. What if the CEO of Banter AI starts losing their mind as well? Then we got to look into the, yeah, the influence. Got to look into this Karen. Driving people. I've never nuts. heard of her. What's her deal? Not sure. This was the same AI that, like six months ago, it was supposed to be relatively innocuous, 
but it was, it, it, everyone quickly made it extremely sexual, and she was like, hey, wait, stop, no. Uh, so that, what, that, I thought that was Replica. Well, there's a few going around. This, <laughs> this was one such example oh, okay. of an influencer being like, oh, they turned my uh, conversationalist friend bot I, into a sex object. I remember object. that, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. She's probably happy that, well, she's not, because she's go immediately going to make another girlfriend AI. Well, for her, it's like this one gets buried in the past now and yeah. uh, can move on. Clean slate. Mm -hmm. Anyway, while we're on the topic of AI, we should probably mention some recent YouTube news since that's the site that we primarily operate on. Mm -hmm. It's all around us. Yeah. YouTube. Uh, though we should always remind you whenever we can, you, you can hear the audio-only version of our show as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You just search for Internet Today or Weekly Weird News. That's got its own feed. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember the reasons why, but they made us do it. Yeah. Anyways, YouTube is actually being a little proactive when it comes to AI-created videos on its platform. Uh, some would say this is a little too late, but the fact that a company this big is actually doing something about a problem that is only going to get worse is notable. Yeah. In the near future, users who create content using artificial intelligence will have to disclose the fact that they used these tools or risk being suspended from the platform. Here's the Associated Press with more. YouTube is rolling out new rules for AI content, including a requirement that creators reveal whether they've used generative artificial intelligence to make realistic-looking videos. In a blog post Tuesday outlining a number of AI-related policy updates, YouTube said creators that don't disclose whether they've used AI tools to make altered or synthetic videos face penalties, including having their content removed or suspension from the platform's revenue-sharing program. Generative AI has the potential to unlock creativity on YouTube and transform the experience for viewers and creators on our platform. Boo! Jennifer Flannery O'Connor and Emily Moxley, vice presidents of product management, wrote in a blog post, but just as important, these opportunities must be balanced with our responsibility to protect the YouTube community. With our luck, we'll get suspended for talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, just like when uh, the pandemic was raging, and it's anytime you mentioned yeah. anything about COVID or vaccines, immediately dinged. But it is, it, it is weird that like they're only focusing on, I guess, video dupes. Yeah. Tricking people into believing things by That's video. That's just not very good. Instead of uh, focusing on people using LLMs to just write entire scripts or whatever, which I'm sure is happening already, uh, or yeah. just doing it automatically, it's coming up with the script and the graphics and just pumping I, out garbage. I, I've noticed this. It's not even that recent. People have been doing this for a long time. It's just gotten way worse. But it's the same thing with when you Google how to anything. The results are now filled with stuff that you get about halfway through it and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm reading an AI-generated yeah, article. That's true. Um, uh, it's definitely happening on YouTube more and more, but, like, the videos, like, you click on it, within, like, two seconds, you're like, oh, fuck this, because it's just, like, an AI-generated, like, slideshow with, mm -hmm. like, a computer voice that's, like, this is not going to be Even, helpful. like, uh, it's been, like, it was a month or two ago where I was reading an article in one of our episodes and was just like, this is written very, very poorly. Yeah. So, um... I think that might have been the Daily Mail, though. Yeah. It's, uh, could, yeah. could be a human. Lost in translation. Yeah. Those Brits, are, uh, they're operating on they, a different level yeah. of language. You can't uh, hear them language. through the, the jelly deals uh -huh. in between all their teeth. Anyway, it continues. Under the latest changes, which will take effect by next year, YouTubers will get new options to indicate whether they're posting AI-generated video that, for example, realistically depicts an event that never happened or shows someone saying or doing something they didn't actually do. 
This is especially important in cases where the content discusses sensitive topics such as elections, ongoing conflicts, and public health crises or public officials, O'Connor and Moxley said. Viewers will be alerted to altered videos with labels, including prominent ones on the YouTube video player for sensitive topics. They also add that YouTube's privacy complaint process will be updated to allow requests for the removal of an AI-generated video that's, that simulates an identifiable person, including their face or voice. YouTube music partners, such as record labels or distributors, will be able to request the takedown of AI-generated music content that mimics an artist's unique singing or rapping voice. Seems like that could be abused, but uh, I don't know. They also said they're going to use AI to detect AI. What? Takes one to know one, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to use. They're fire. already using AI for a bunch of shit. That, we're going to use fire for good. Again, we should point out that AI has been deployed and used for years in various aspects of your digital life. It's just that... Uh, it's not generative AI. It wasn't generative, yeah, or like conversation or yeah. art or video or anything like that. That's where it started really pissing people off. Yeah. Yeah. Justifiably. Aesthetically. Mm, yeah, that too. Um, yeah. Uh, moving over to entertainment news, we somehow have an update on the never-ending saga relating to Warner Brothers Discovery and their decision to shelve the Coyote vs. Acme movie starring John Cena. John Cena. If you recall, the movie was originally shelved despite being finished and testing highly with screening audiences in order for WB to receive a $30 million tax break. People were very loudly upset by this decision, including people in the industry who decided they want to pull back plans to work with Warner Brothers on potential projects. So WB then announced the decision to shop the movie around to other distributors, which is still an odd choice because they're just handing out their most valuable IP to whomever will pay the biggest price. Just, yep. you know those classic characters that we own and love? They belong to, I don't know, Shudder now. Those lunatic cartoons of ours. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at least the movie would, I guess, see the light of day. That's good news. Well, now the government is getting involved, or trying to, sort of, because Representative Joaquin Castro of Texas is calling for a federal probe into Warner Brothers over their handling of Coyote versus Acme. Here's the hill with more. <laughs> the WBD tactic of scrapping fully made films for tax breaks is predatory and anti-competitive, Castro said on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. The studio reversed its decision to shelve the live action and animation hybrid movie after The Hollywood Reporter broke the news that Warner Brothers shot down the film, making it one of several nearly completed projects to be nixed for tax write-offs in recent months. The discussion comes after federal investigators have opened antitrust lawsuits in various other industries, including tech with Microsoft and Google, and entertainment with Ticketmaster and Live Nation. As the Justice Department and the FTC revise their antitrust guidelines, they should review this conduct, Castro's post said, referencing the film and entertainment studio. As someone remarked, it's like burning down a building for the insurance money. Castro previously wrote letters to the Justice Department asking for them to examine the state of competition following the merger of Warner Media and Discovery. And yeah, they probably should have done that. Yeah. Because all of this shit happened with the approval of the government. Mm -hmm. The fact that um, the number of like companies in the entertainment industry is like half what it was a decade ago. Uh, that didn't just happen. Yeah. A lot of people had to say yes. That's good. It's wild. Go ahead. Like there was a, uh, you know, a decade ago or so, there was a chart going around when this was all going, when this was all started, of all of the companies that had major monopolies, like the telecom companies specifically, mm -hmm. and once they were broken up, 
how it all spread to smaller independent companies, or whatever. They could just flip that upside down now because it has all gone back to the same, like, three companies. I mean, yeah, and that happens with telecom, too. The AT&T. Yeah, AT&T, AT&T Time Warner, uh, Comcast. But, like, the AT&T uh, entropy goes back over 100 years. Yeah. They just, like, every couple decades, they break up AT&T, and it just, like, slowly... Yeah. Forms back yeah, together Yeah, like Bell South, Singular, all yeah. those things. They're like, we're going to smash AT&T into like 20 different companies, and then just gradually they merges and acquisitions. Like, fuck, they're, AT&T's they're, back again. They're back again. Yeah. Uh, A second health bar has just popped up. And yeah, and then in the last 10 years, AT&T got into the fucking entertainment business, and just by touching it briefly, it spread its virus. That's how we get David Zaslav. And David Zaslav, who bullshit. famously this week said, well, the writers were right. And they only were, all, the writers were right about everything, except that they deserve more money. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, we decided to waste billions of dollars while arguing with them. Yeah. Another masterful gambit. Anyways, uh, we have some recent videos for you to watch. But first, hit the like button. Smash that like button because it actually helps our show grow. It uh, puts it into more of the suggested stuff for other viewers that might enjoy watching this show. Yeah. Or you could share it with a friend, but you know what's easier? Hitting the like button, leaving a comment, making sure you're subscribed with oh, the bell on. Also, new f- inexplicable feature, if you click the home tab on our channel, it'll show you random videos from potentially years ago that you might not have seen. Yeah. So, so the for you <laughs> tab that makes no sense because yeah. we do a news show yeah. where our videos are not evergreen. Yeah, it yeah. used to show you our most recent videos, which makes a lot of sense. Now yeah. it just shows you, I don't know, whatever the hell. I got to look in to see if I can readjust yeah. the placement it's of that. baffling every time I go on there. Yeah, I forget which one I saw, but I was just like, what an outdated story to be running as the like main story yeah. on our thing. Anyways, uh, we do have actual recent videos for you to watch. Yes, uh, timely recent videos. Got, they're making a movie about Elon Musk. And not just anyone. Darren Aronofsky is. And there's a bunch and of... And Brendan other... Fraser's putting on that fat suit again to yeah. play him. One last time. <laughs> uh, we have that, and we also have a video from earlier this week. Watch both of those, and we'll see you soon for Weekly Weird News. Bye-bye. Bye.